Welcome to the official Cryptids Anomalies and the Paranormal Society's podcast. I'm your host, Barnaby, and you're listening to Whispers from the Dark. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Whispers from the Dark. I am your host, Barnaby, and today we are still talking with our special guest, Trisha Brown, on this huge two-part episode where Trisha is just got done talking about her experiences with Bigfoot, and now we're about to move on to a new topic. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. And without any further ado, let's get back into it with Trisha Brown. So another thing I want to mention is, we talked about this a little bit before we started, is teleporting. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about that. One sec, I want to talk on one more thing here with this. Um, in okay. all your, in all your we'll, we'll come right back to your teleporting. Um, in all yeah. your time in the woods, like mm-hmm. all over these states and stuff, how yeah. many times have you personally run into a bear? Um, well, when you say you just kind of, you know, when you say run into a bear, that means see a bear. Correct. Right? Yeah. Like see a bear okay. in the wild. How many, how many times when you're out camping and stuff, have you actually come across a bear? Two times. So like, as like off the top of my head, I can think of two times. Two times. And one, it was uh, off trail and it was a small like black bear. I, I, I'm going to tell you, I also have gone to school like park management classes. Mm-hmm. Like I was in the park management program studying um, uh, animals, plants, uh, con- uh, conservation, uh, habitat ecosystem all all of that stuff so i i you know what is a what does a bear do you know what's you know what do black bears do what do brown bears do what do grizzly bears do you know what's you know how do they how do they act and how to be with if you see one and you know same with mountain lions and these sorts of things you know so it's and so they the black bears and stuff they don't want anything they, if you have your food they want to eat your food but they're not interested in attacking you or anything like that they're just minding their own business most most animals are minding their own business. They don't really want anything to do with humans. Mm-hmm. So the first time was when I was in um, on that road trip, the the fishing trip. There was a a, a a young bear that was just a certain distance off of the road, and it had a tag in its ear, and it and it was kind of wobbly, and it looked like probably it had been released recently mm-hmm. by whatever agency or whatever, maybe they were monitoring it. And, and my boyfriend's like wanting to go take a picture. And I'm like, what are you doing? Don't get any closer. You dummy, you know, type mm-hmm. thing. Um, and then the other time was, um, you know, hiking, up, you know, near, you know, in uh, above uh, Sacramento up near Auburn or whatever, just hiking. And I saw, you know, a bear just minding its own business, a young black bear, you know, so, Go ahead. Is there, there's a reason why you're asking that, Correct. right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So a lot of people say, you know, like if there's so many Bigfoot out there and, you know, all over the place and stuff, nobody ever sees them. Well, you obviously have grown up and spent all this time in the woods and people say, yeah. you know, well, how many times have you seen a bear as well? So in all mm-hmm. this time that you've been out in the woods and that and, and camping and all these things, you've only yeah. seen two bears in all of this time. You know, so right. it's, and, and we know, I mean, we know there's hundreds of bears. There's probably, you know, probably like a lot. 20 bears within, you know, like a couple miles of any place that you've been. we'll just say, you know, like, yeah. especially like out in these, you know, out in whatever, Montana and stuff. Yeah, like that, I mean, so. you learn too, you know, when you backpack, you know, you be smart and have bear canisters and, you know, whatever. You don't want to attract mm-hmm. them, 
you know so yeah i get it yeah so mm -hmm. i just thought that was interesting you know having having your uh, experiences on top of camping and that as much so all right yeah. so back to your teleporting okay <laughs> i told you we'd come so, right back <laughs> it's interesting because your your story has a little bit of a similarity to my similarity to mine so so i went um to that area that i was telling you at blue sky uh okay. in uh yep near Savannah. Um, and, uh, I went off trail in a different spot. Me and a friend like did a little experiment where we, we, there was a bucket out there and we put a bunch of branches in the bucket to see if the branches would move around or whatever, be, you know, whatever, use that as a, see what would happen with that. So I went out there and I just wanted to see if I could start hearing any owl sounds out there, like what kind of activity beyond me seeing, uh, you know, the, the tree manipulation or whatever. And so, mm -hmm. I was out there and um, it, the sun was starting to go down and I thought to my, I had my animals with me again and I was like, I want to order a pizza because <laughs> I was going to get ready to leave. Right. <laughs> I've thought that so, many times. <laughs> I'm like, I'm about 20, I guessed, I guessed that it would, the walking back to the car and then the driving to the place would be about 20 minutes or so. Okay. So I ordered it. And then I got off the phone and I didn't have a flashlight with me. I had my, uh, just, you know, just my cell phone. And I started walking back to the trail and I have been on this trail many times. There's only so many trails that there, there's only like three or four separate trails that all kind of hook together. You can't really get lost out there. Okay. So I'm walking back towards the trail i'm i'm in like the a forest setting you know lots of pine trees on the or pine needles on the ground and leaves and just whatever random oak trees and pine trees and whatever so all of a sudden i i felt like i don't recognize this section but maybe it's because i veered a little left than where i came in off of the trail okay let me tell you too that i'm thinking about this you know how they talk about well where people will see like a branch or, a, you know, just stabbed right into the ground. Mm -hmm. Well, there was this like right off of the trail. And that's where I went off trail was right where there was a stabbed branch stuck into the ground. So I, I was like, maybe I'm a little left of that. So I'm like, okay, I just didn't recognize some of these little trees that were there. And there were these, this, this pine tree where these pine boughs were hanging down. So I had my bird on my shoulder and my dog was following along off leash. And I kind of ducked down under these, this low hanging pine bough. And there was like, like I was in this little section with really thick pine needles. And I'm like, okay, I think it's cause it was now getting pretty dark. Okay. I was barely able, it was pretty dark out there. And I'm like, it should be that I can like, go down underneath this next pine bough and then the trail should be right there and um it was running perpendicular okay so from left to right mm -hmm. do you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so i get i go back i go underneath this next pine bough and and now i'm like what the heck there was no trail there was no trail it was just like open forest there was just and then there was this standing water, like almost swampiness. And then there was this down tree that was way bigger than any of the tree. It just didn't make any sense. I, 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 it freaked me out. I'm like, 
what the heck? Where am I? How? I don't understand. Am I like way in a section that I've never been? How did this happen? What's going on? I started freaking out. I've never felt that in my entire life, all my years, all my years of life, like being outside. I have really good night vision. I can see where I am at. And I just, it, I, I was trying to use my phone. It was just blinding me, you know? So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, turn off that. And I look to my left and way off in the distance is the highway where I could see the road and I could see car headlights going back and forth. I'm like, okay, okay. And I even yelled out, help, <laughs> you know? And then I called my friend who I had told about this place. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I'm lost. I don't know what's happening. So I said, I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to veer to the left because that's where the parking lot was up there, up, you know, and then the highway. Mm-hmm. I'm going to either get to the highway or I'm going to get to the, the parking lot trudging through the, this forest. And I kept going straight and veering to the left. And let me just, oh, I, you know what I need to do is I, I want to do a video where I take like a satellite image of this forest so that you can like clearly see where I'm talking about. Because this trail that I went in on, it, it kind of curves around like does a U. It starts at the parking lot mm-hmm. and curves around and then it heads back and hits into the highway. So um, I finally get to the highway and it, I don't know, I'm going to say it took me like 10 minutes. I'm not sure. Um, when I came out onto the highway and I started heading left back to my car, I was on the right side of that trail. So it, and I, it took me like, it was like I was at least a quarter of a mile away from where I started. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was in a completely different part of the forest. It was that has got to be, it is the most trippy experience that I have had so far. And I've had some pretty interesting experiences. You know, my animals were there too. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know why. (laughs) So it's got to be, I I feel that there was an area of land that was like a portal. Mm -hmm. And that, I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it. I, I don't, I don't know if they have the capability of, of sending people to different parts. So recently, I'm going to add a little bit to that. And then I want to hear what you, you know, I'm going to hear your part, but I was recently watching the video of the 411 Mm -hmm. where it's about the little kids. Okay. So there was this one where the, they show where he started in the forest. They show, then they show, they, they sort of do a line, draw a line, like kind of like a satellite image, right, of the forest. That way over here is footprints of his. And then way over there is where, I don't know where if his body was found or clothes or whatever. So, so maybe he teleported. How, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, how else can you explain where all of a sudden there's footprints of his way over there? And then he's found way over there. So anyways, that's, it happened. I mean, mm-hmm. and what are you supposed to do with it? What are you supposed to do with that information? Like, you know, you can start talking about it, like, like how I am right now, you know, so that people like can know, like it is possible that 
that's part of what maybe how these people are traveling long, large distances from here to there, and something's found from here to there. So, and it was in the space where I was seeing lots of these tree manipulations and, you know, Sasquatch sort of related, I, I feel. I don't know. But anyway, so that's, let me hear your part. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so um, we haven't really talked about like the Fae. Uh, like fairy and stuff like that at all in this yeah. episode but um so we my my transportation weird ex, um, experience was in the burlington woods as well where we had talked okay about earlier. really and uh at the time we had uh gone in it would have been opening day of hunting season me and one of okay. my other investigators went in and we placed this trail camera that was kind of on a, a ridge overlooking uh, a low valley that went down into a marsh, right? Okay. And so kind of the same as yours, uh, the Burlington Woods is like a big horseshoe, comes around and there's two different parking lots and then a road that connects them. Okay. Um, but it's, it's really not that big. I mean, you can walk from one end to the other of the entire thing in like half hour, hour if you really want Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... Um, it was uh, the day after Thanksgiving. We were going down there to uh, meet with a different witness about something completely different. And we thought, okay, we're going to run in quick, grab the trail camera, uh, take it out and go. So uh, it's um, at this point, if you know anything about like uh, fairy and stuff like that, we're in the unseelie court. It's past the uh, the solstice and we're in the, the, the dark fairy realm or whatever. Oh, so the okay. unfriendly fairies. And um, so we were not planning on spending a lot of time in the woods. Um, me and my two other investigators that went in, um, we were going to go straight in, grab the trail cam, head out, and be done with it. So we didn't leave M&Ms at the, the entrance like we usually do. We didn't do any of the normal things. Yeah, you are just hurrying. Yeah. Yep, just going in to grab the camera and, and, and head out. So okay. what happened was, uh, well, actually two things happened that day. Um I went straight in down the trail and it kind of curves, but straight for the trail. And yep. I went off trail to the left. Okay. Towards my trail camera. And I have GPS on my phone because I marked where the trail camera was so I could go back and get it and everything. So I'm looking at the trail camera on my phone, looking where I am on the phone this whole time. Cause I'm trying to figure out where it was. Yeah. I went to the left, which would be parallel to the road. You can see cars driving on the road straight left all the way towards this trail camera and I came back out on the same trail that I started on. Whoa. Like so you did a somehow I did a complete 360 and came right back to the road. Wow. Not, not the road, the, the trail. Yeah. So I, I had gone, oh, trippy. I had walked left and ended up coming right. Okay. God, so similar as mine. That is so trippy. So yep. the other thing is, is really interesting is, um, I have a, a thermal imaging, a handheld thermal imager, right? And okay. I was just kind of keeping an eye, you know, walking around in there and stuff, if anything, you know, because, I mean, there's there's animals and stuff in the woods you don't want to run into in that. and Or there's, you know, Bigfoot Sasquatch out there, and, you know, we want to get evidence of that too. So um, when I did finally go back in and get the trail camera, I stuck the uh, thermal imager in my pocket, and it's, it's bulky. Like, I have a hooded sweatshirt so I can feel it. Okay. I got back to the car. And it was gone. So I went back into the woods. And, uh, you know, like, a lot of times you have experiences when you, you don't plan for them. Or, like, things don't want to be caught on camera and stuff. Okay. And so I, yeah. I had already taken off all my... Because we go in with GoPros and cameras and stuff and night vision and everything. 
And mm -hmm. I thought, you know what, I'm going to run in and try and get this, try and locate my, my thermal imager without any of this and see what happens, you know. And okay, I'm not, yeah. I'm, I've been in the woods enough. At this point, we'd been in there several several times yeah. and stuff. I'm not worried about it. So I went in with a big flashlight and walked in. And okay. looking for the, the trail, or the, sorry, not the trail camera, the, the thermal imager, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I got to this one point, which would have been like maybe 10, 15 feet, where I had turned left to go off trail into these woods. And um, I see this log, and again, remember, this is the day after Thanksgiving in Wisconsin, so it's, you know, cold. <laughs> I don't want to say it's like freezing, but, you know, there's no there's no bugs out, there's no frogs, no animals like that out, you know, running around. Okay, And yeah. I see this glowing, uh, like, cat eye in this hmm. log. So there's a fallen log with a hole in it, and at the top of that is this glowing, like, marble-sized cat eye or something, something. Yeah. and i thought maybe it's my thermal imager like it times out and turns off after a certain point but maybe it's still on maybe that's what's glowing here so i stopped and i looked at it and i got this like weird feeling and i i'd shine my light on it and shine it away and um it didn't like reflect it wasn't a reflector it was its own glow um and I didn't want to look away. I wanted to go towards it. I started moving towards it, and something moved to my right. And I was like, I, I better look at whatever's moving over here. And I yep. turned away, looked back, and that thing was gone. Oh, my gosh. Whatever wow. that light glowing wow. orb was. Go oh, mm -hmm. and it, it had changed colors as well. It went from, I can't remember anymore, it went from either green yeah. to yellow or yellow to green, one way okay. or the other. But it wow. had changed colors while I'm looking at it. I thought that was really weird. So yeah. I was about five feet off trail at this time. I turned around, backed up, went on the trail, walked about another five feet down the trail, and my thermal imager was laying right at the edge of the trail. Oh, wow. And I, to nice. this day, I think that whatever took it, found it, mm -hmm. whatever, because yeah. we have this relationship yeah. with the woods there mm -hmm. that this thing is like, Hey, look over here. Look over here. Look at me. I'm cool. Uh, yes. Here's your thing back. You know, thanks for coming, uh -huh. you know? And uh -huh. because oh, like I said, so I walked, cool. so I walked fun. way off trail to try Love and get that. that trail camera back. Yeah, and that thermal imager could have been anywhere in there. And here it is yep. just laying right there. Nice. At the edge of the trail. That's nice. Did you say thank you? I did. I did. Yeah. Good job. Yep. <laughs> That's great. I, I, I did not, uh, we had, we had, I don't know if it was on the podcast or before this, but we were talking about saying thank you to all the stuff there. Um, mm -hmm. and I don't know, like we, we didn't talk about Faye and stuff, but you know, you're not supposed to say thank you to Faye creatures. You're Who says? What's that? Who says? Uh, it's in Faye mythology. It's in like okay. fairy folklore and stuff. Because what if you're just saying thank you, you can to the say, space. you can say, I appreciate you. I uh, appreciate you letting me come in. I appreciate you. I'm going to tell you, like, in my entire life, I've had very good um, feedback with saying thank you in general. Well, there, there could be a reason for that. <laughs> um, according to mythology and stuff, uh, saying thank you indebts you to the Fae. So you you possibly could have indebted yourself to some of these creatures, and that's why, obviously, you're getting good results because you're in their debt then. I see it like a reciprocity mm -hmm. um, with my studies of, of shamanism, of, of listening to um, um, energy, or not energy, uh, medicine people discussing, sharing this information um, that 
you know, it's like a, um, a win-win, you know, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying thank you to you and you're, you know, you're helping me in some way. Right. And so, but I have learned that there are certain places you do not want to leave things like it's a leave no trace kind of place and that you don't want to do that. And so you learn that from, from asking, is it okay if, you know, and so you, that's part of discernment too, you know? And so like at Chaco Canyon, that is a place that I learned that you do not want to leave, you know, cause what I've learned is you take a hair, like I pull out a hair out of the back of my neck, like way, I have really long hair and I pull my hair out, <laughs> a couple of hairs and I place it near a tree or something. And I say, thank you for allowing me to be here. Thank you. I, I, I love it here. This is amazing. I really appreciate it. You know, this kind of thing. But at Chaco Canyon, I was telling the ranger about this. And the ranger, she's actually a descendant of the ancient Chaconians. And she's like, oh, do not do that here. This is not a place to do that. I'm like, oh, my God. Thank you for telling me. Thank you for sharing. You know, people do not have to tell you. And I'm thank you. Thank you for telling me. And so I did my best to honor the space in whatever way that that land, those non-physicals appreciated. And then on my way leaving that, it's a, it's a big Indian reservation on, on where Chaco Canyon is. And there's a couple roads in and out. And I had, I was really, my gas tank, I was really low on gas, like really low. And I was like, oh my God, how am I going to get out of here? I, it was like 10 miles away to the next gas station. And like the amount of gas I had in my car, wasn't going to make it. And so I got to the place at a stop sign, like where it was like, either I go left and just head out and go through that, the road through the reservation that leads to town, or I see if I have to go right and just please, does anyone have a can of gas, you know, type thing. And I was sitting there in the truck wondering what to do. And all of a sudden it was like, I received this message, like go left, enjoy yourself, look around you. You're going to make it. That's kind of like the, the feeling and the, 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 the knowing that I got now. And I'm like, okay, so I drove, I didn't, I, I made myself not look at the gas gauge <laughs> and I just looked around and enjoyed myself and I made it to the gas station on literally no gas. Okay. Like no gas. Like I, 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 I shouldn't have made it. Like it wasn't possible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, so I, and then I felt this presence, like meaning like a feeling of goodness of, of euphoric vibration like across the st states as i traveled and was told don't look at your phone just go old school remember the days when you never had cell phones and you just were able to travel from here to there do it enjoy yourself and i listened and i'm like my battery wasn't working and i put down my phone and somehow with my with it plugged in but it wasn't working it still charged my phone somehow you know so so there's these reciprocities of, you know, doing your best because they know you're trying. You know, you've been around people that are socially awkward. They don't mean to do it. They don't mean to say the wrong thing, but you know that they're trying. So, you know, that's what I have to say about that. You know, again, you're coming from a, a negative standpoint and I'm not in that realm at all. I'm in the positive realm. I'm in the realm of connecting and 
really high ways and like I don't pay attention to those lower lower things. I don't you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I just want to make sure to 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 mention that that if you're in the right place, if you're coming from the right place, if you have good intentions, if you all your pure thought and you know wanting to do uh, nice things, whether that's like literally going to a powwow and learning how to be at a powwow, you know, you can learn the rules like don't do this and do that. And then if you, if those, those people see you participating as best as you can, they're going to appreciate that. Even if you accidentally do the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what I have to say about that. (laughs) Well, I don't, I didn't uh, mean it by like not, uh, you know, being appreciative and stuff. It's just the, the no, I know what you meant. Yeah. So I know what you meant. Yeah. We definitely do go in with, with that feeling of, you know, respect and, and thankfulness and everything, but it's, it's how, how we communicate as far as of those certain areas. But I knew what you meant. Yeah. That's cool. (laughs) I have been, um, you know, I haven't, I've seen what is considered like a, um, a fairy light, you know, where you see the, a flash of a light, which either could be a fairy light or like an angel light. I've seen that before. Um, in a area of um, Georgia, a state park called Skidaway State Park, where I saw the being of light, it's also an area where the ancient people lived, where the settlers were, there. there's paleontology there, there's history there, the the Civil War soldiers were preparing for the war, like lots of different things on the land there. And it's a very special land. And I was walking out there in a specific area on the trail, and it was a really um, gentle, breezy-like day. And um, I, I went from, it was kind of like where all of a sudden it's like you're in a specific um, geography of landscape where it was like these lower shrubs of like tropically looking palmettos and, you know, type plants and, you know, oak trees around to then it trans trans um, transitioning to like a pine forest. So I got from the, the palmetto to the pine forest and in my mind's eye um, or like a, the feeling or like the sensing of, um, out of on the right side of off trail in the forest, this separate like wind kind of started towards me, like imagining you can imagine like how a fish moves in water mm-hmm. or a snake, this sort of movement, this um, movement that a fish will make as they swim. Do you know what I'm saying? Undulating. So this, yeah, undulating. So this, this, wind kind of came a separate wind came to me and it wrapped around me three times and then it went phew back into the forest and i was like oh my god wow thank you hi you know type thing and i talk about that and describe it as best as i can i i I videoed out there i went to the spot and i said right around here is where this you know separate like i don't know connecting with the uh the connecting with the element of wind or connecting with a, a sprite or, a, or a, a, a spirit of the wind or whatever you want to call it. But when you have these experiences, you know you're having them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if other people have never had it. It doesn't matter if they believe you or not. You know, when you have an experience, it is real. 
you, you are having it and you know. You know what I'm saying? I do. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's really fun, you know, to, to um, so I, I, let's say if I would have, you know, I didn't know the background of the woods. Doesn't matter. Just I'm, I'm, I'm open for, you know, super connecting with, with nature and I'm getting to have these different experiences. It's, it's really fun to have the experiences with your own self, not necessarily with equipment or, you know, distracting yourself with taking pictures. I mean, that's fun and all. I'm just, I'm just not, I'm just not that into it. I don't need to show anyone because mm-hmm. if you're seeing it with your own eyes, that's good enough. You don't need to prove, I don't need to prove it to anyone. It's not going to matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if they were to walk right up to you. Someone, those people who don't believe it, they're not going to believe you. They don't, they want to not believe. So who cares? You know, it's, it's really interesting. Like you're, you're talking about like not looking at everything through your camera and stuff like that. And you know, like a lot of the, we've gotten some like bad feedback on our, our YouTube show and stuff because of the way that we do it. Um, like everyone says, well, we don't like the, the, the way you film with GoPros and stuff like it's bad cameraing or whatever. But, but the, to your point, when we go out into the woods, we're not there to make a TV show. We're there to experience it and, and, you know, do our own thing and do our research and be there in the moment. And these cameras, we have them on our head or our chest or wherever, is just to yeah. record it. So okay. that we can go in and make the show off of this because this is really what happened. I, I mean, mm-hmm. when we go out and, and say, oh, we, we had an encounter with Bigfoot or this or whatever. I'm not here to tell you that. I'm just here to show you this is what happened. You know? Okay, and, right. And yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever we feel. But we're out there mm-hmm. doing this in the moment and, yeah. and experience it and being there. And if you're trying to make a TV show and and make this whatever, you're you're not getting those experiences, you know. Okay. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. Well, way before you know, I didn't you know when I was a kid and growing up, um, before all these shows, I didn't know that Ed and Lorraine Warren had already been doing all the um, investigating and doing all this stuff for many many years. I had no idea. So it had already been document things have already been documented for a very 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 long time things have already been proven through scientific methods for a very very long time but there's like 97 percent of what reality is way beyond that 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 you know so just because you know and then at some point in time um a human decided what the scientific method is and then that is what means something is real and it does it's not true like that's just you know, that's just not true. So, um, so then, you know, I just have always known like the experiences that I have had are real and I, it doesn't matter. Um, I don't have to, I I just didn't have it in my mind to have any of this, um, wanting to, um, prove it, you know, and then when people like prove it, you know, prove it. It's like, I don't have to like, you know, like I'm not here to prove anything. Like I'm, I just, I, I like talking. It's like like-minded conversation is super fun. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, let me hear your story. You know, like, and then sharing like people who want to learn people who want to like have experiences. This is what you do. And this is what you don't do. Um, and you know, it's fun. It's fun to teach. 
and to, you know, discuss, you know what I mean? So um, I remember to me, you know, I think it was in the nineties, no, like the early, no, I don't know, sometime in the nineties where there was this show called sightings or something that came out, which was one of the first um, uh, show where they would document um, um, a person having a paranormal experience in this house where this guy was like raising up his shirt and going, look, I'm getting scratched right now. You know, it was at a somewhere over on the East coast where there was a farmhouse where the, this family was having paranormal activity. That was the first um, that I can remember of like where this idea of filming and documenting, um, you know, all that kind of stuff to, for whatever, you know, what do you call it? Gathering information or, or gathering evidence or whatever. It's just not something that I've been into. I, I like being with people who are also having experiences. That's fun. I like being the person who's just there having me be the, um, you know, the experience not, I, I, I think the spirit box is interesting. I, I've been able to have some amazing um, back and forth sort of little one-liner, you know, question or comment, and then they respond back to you on the spirit box. That's pretty fun. That's pretty neat. Do you guys ever use a spirit box out there? We or do. where you go? Um, we actually have adopted the Estes method. So that's where uh, the person that is operating the spirit box has noise-canceling headphones. Oh, yeah, I know the, what you're talking about. Yeah. The uh, blinder on and mm -hmm. stuff, and then they'll... Mm -hmm. uh, speak what's coming out of the box and the other people ask yep. questions i've done that I, I i've i've done that too i like knowing the what's going on i like participating with with the actual you know i like knowing what's going on <laughs> so yeah i know what you're talking about I've, I've i've experienced both yeah i mean it's really neat like when you're commenting or saying something and then all of a sudden the spirit will like respond <laughs> you know, to you, like, and you're, you're, I'm seeing that more and more, you know, out there now on YouTube, people, you know, asking questions to, you know, that person or, you know, coming through to, to answer questions and stuff like that. Um, my first beginnings of the spirit box was in 2006 when I was in Southern California. Um, actually Bill Murphy had, um, it was called um, Frank's box, this yeah. guy, Frank, who designed it. And so I, was blown away by this, this way. And it just, and so when you're at a location and you're, you know, talking to out just to the air and then they respond to you. Like I, I remember I was working as a sort of a guide at this place called the, the, um, the Gribble House Paranormal Experience in Savannah, where we would take people into this warehouse and, um, there is a scent like I, I was we were we were I was with a group of people that were on the tour and there was this scent following us it smelled like a wet dog <laughs> and we were all like smelling each other going is that you is that is that me like nope 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 and so we went into an area where it was called the slaves quarters and I said okay you smell you 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 move away from us now okay go away <laughs> You smell and then something like that. And all of a sudden the, this man's voice on the spirit box says reek. <laughs> it's so funny. 
And then in another spot where I was at the end of the, the, um, that particular tour with the groups of people, I was with these two girls that were on the tour and I was just saying, thank you for having me here. I really appreciate it. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you. And I was talking to the spirits because I had Mm -hmm. seen some apparitions. I'd heard whistling and, you know, mumbles and stuff like that. And so I was saying, you know, thank you so much for, you know, participating with me and letting me be here. And, And this woman's voice said, welcome. You know, so it was, it's really neat when you're able to be listening and then so it's to me more confirming when you're the one instead of having to find out what was said later i don't really see the point of the person having their ears covered and just what is the point of that for you guys why do you do it like that tell me i want to hear that side of it so the reason why we do it that way is because um, sometimes we believe that people hear what they want to hear out of the spirit box. So okay. by putting uh, this this block in between the person asking the questions and the yeah. person listening, um, yeah. when I wear the headphones, I only repeat what I hear out of the spirit box or what's being said. Uh-huh. So when the person asks a question like, you know, hi, is anyone with us? And then I say, I'm here. I didn't hear the question of what was being asked, but I heard I'm here. So it, it, it takes away the whole aspect of just hearing what you think they're saying. You know, you, you, you say, well, okay. are you here? And they don't say anything or it's static or something, but you hear, I'm here. Right. Now, did you really I know what hear that saying. or are you assuming yeah. that that's what you wanted to hear? Yeah. But yeah. That's this, like when, yeah, I get you. With the blinders yeah. there, it works a lot better that way. So. Okay. Okay. I can, I can see that. Yeah. That makes sense because sometimes like when you're listening to people, um, their, their spirit box sessions and you hear, you hear what you hear mm-hmm. and then they will have on, you know, on, with words, Mm-hmm. what they think it said. I'm like, that's not what I got at all. Exactly. Like, you're just putting that together to make that be a story or something, you know? Yes. And the cool I thing get is, that. is our spirit box actually lets you record. So if we want, we can record the actual audio out of the spirit box. Oh, that's cool. And then we can play back their questions, my yeah. answers of what I said, and the actual spirit box itself. So you oh have all God. three that you can, you know, compare notes and stuff. So that's really cool. Okay. Yeah, there's a, a a couple that does that, and so I I tried it out, and then you know you know she likes doing that, and she has good results with that. But I said you should you should also try doing it the other way mm-hmm. and just listening, because then you can you know have you know because it's the stuff I'm talking about. It's very clear. Mm-hmm. It's literally it's it's very clear. Like mm-hmm. I say, thank you, and they say welcome. You know, it's you know, like. And then other than that, you're hearing, I find it very uh, relaxing and kind of meditative too, because yes, I like it. You just let yourself relax and just listen. And it's very meditative. And sometimes like, you know, you can see things like these images pop into your head. And when I'm, I'm doing the, the Estes session and stuff, I will convey those, you know, I'll say, I see this, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I'll point to myself. I see this. I feel this along yeah. with what I'm hearing. There you go. So, yeah, it's, I it's, like that. We've gotten a lot of good results running it that way. So, okay. So now let's talk about some apparitions stuff. Sure. <laughs> we have some time. We, we have a little bit of time. Look, yep. I have another okay, so, at three o'clock. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So I, the, the reason why I want to, I want to talk about the specifics because um, I think it's important 
-hmm. is an important um, aspect to um, the ghost or the spirits experience of us. Okay. Okay. So um, in 2000, I don't know when it was like 2002 or 2003, somewhere in there, I was living in a cabin house in the Santa Cruz mountains um, in more like the Los Gatos mountains, like people who know that area where it's like, there's this border of like up in the redwood trees where it's like, where's the line? Where's the Los Gatos mountains versus Santa Cruz mountains, whatever it's up there. And it was on 72 acres of land and it was an amazing property that I rented this little house. that was just the last remaining cabin from when it was a resort in the early 1900s. Lots of history there too. A lot of Native American, the Ohlone Indian territory. I found arrowheads like right out in front of my house in the dirt. Um, uh, one of those bulls and the pestin, pestle, pestle things, you know, together. Um, and then the history of the land and all these different histories there. Okay. So, um, this, these, so I, I woke up in the middle of the night. This is what kind of started it. Um, I woke up in the middle of the night to myself sitting up in bed. And that was the first that I, that I can remember doing that. It was like, I opened my eyes and I'm already sitting up and I, as I open my eyes, <clears throat> my eyes quickly have to focus because like standing right out in front of me of my bed, like right next to, you know, at the foot of my bed is a, is a little boy and a, and a, and a lady, a woman, like a young woman. And they're dressed in really nice clothes from the early 1900s. And I couldn't believe my eyes. Uh, it, they were like solid. They were completely like two humans standing there and they were in their own experience okay i was seeing i was like witnessing them having their own experience like they were just standing around the little boy was about i'm gonna say it was about nine or eight nine and the lady i, I don't know if, if she would have been like maybe his mom a young mom or a, an older sister um, I, or I, I don't know i don't know it was just these two people standing mm -hmm. he was in front of her a little bit so i felt like i was looking into another time that's what i felt and so i just stared and stared i could not get enough i was like wow and then after whatever time frame 30 seconds a minute i'm not sure they just dissipated and were gone. And I was like, huh. And then I just laid back down and went to sleep. <laughs> don't know how I did that, but uh -huh. so then I don't know if it was a couple days later or a week later. I, I don't remember. Um, I was on the couch out in the family room. I fell asleep on the couch and I was laying on my side on my left side. And so in the middle of the night, um, out of the blue, I've had this many times where, and many people do, this is a common thing. You, you get woken up out of the sleep for no apparent reason. Like mm -hmm. there's a shift in the energy or something. And then you, I open my eyes and they're standing in front of me about, I don't know, let's say eight feet. I'm not sure somewhere, six to eight feet out in front of me. And so where the way that my head was laying down on my hands or on the the, the, the couch, 
my eyes looked out. And so I saw, let's say, from the waist down of the lady and the boy was standing in front of her again. And this time he moved. He literally did this thing where he like leaned down to try to make eye contact with my eyes. And I was like, oh, like that. I was like, oh, he moved. Oh, shit. And I just, I felt like I startled. And, and there was this sort of quick recovery. Like, for some reason, I was like, I didn't want him to know that I noticed him type thing. I don't know why. I, I just kind of pretended like I didn't see him. And I turned over and somehow I was able to just go right back to sleep. Okay. So then... A couple days after that, I'm not sure, a week, don't know, same thing, he'll sleep on the couch. I open my eyes and this time he's like, I don't know, like what, like, where's my, can you see my hand? Yes. Like, how far away is this from my face, would you say? Like, looks like maybe a foot. uh, Okay. His face is that close to my face. Like, he's looking at me like, what the heck? Like, he's got his eyes sort of squinted, like, what the heck? So I open my eyes and there's this little boy staring at me like, what the heck? And I felt like I jumped like three feet in the air and I turned around and and just went back to sleep. But here's the thing. What was he seeing? This is the this is what I want to bring here to this. Like Mm -hmm. this, this is kind of part of my journey, my development and like what I want to learn is and what I've been kind of taking on is this knowing that they are seeing something too. When there's like a, mm-hmm. this is he he's aware he is he's conscious he's what was who is he what is he seeing of me is he seeing me hovering in midair is he only seeing my face you know what I mean mm-hmm. this is what is so fascinating to me about one of my these top experiences that I've had in my life where there was this interactiveness to it. And so, what do you think? <laughs> Tell me what you think about that. <laughs> I I have no idea. I've I've kind of given some thought to that as far as like you know, um, some people believe like there's like a time distortion. So the 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 things that we're seeing as ghosts or apparitions are actually a, a past time that's overlaid yeah. in the same area. Yeah. So in that case, exactly. In that case, these uh, apparitions or whatever are seeing us. Yep. But yep. here's here's an interesting thought: is whenever and and correct me if I'm wrong, please. Um, but we're we always talk in in my my group, Cryptids Anomalies Paranormal Society. We always talk about like you never see modern ghosts. Or futuristic ghosts, you know. So if oh. this time slip is happening, where we're seeing these period clothes, you never hear reports of people back in period time seeing us. Well, I, I here it is mine. Okay. He saw me. Oh he yeah. He saw yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. So he is. He's he's seeing into the future then. Right. He was seeing into the future. But when, but when, I don't know, it's like, trippy. Like, when we're researching this stuff and reading the books and these accounts and hearing these stories and stuff, um, I mean, granted, you know, like you, you can look at like cave drawings or the, the, um, Egyptians and stuff that claim to have these, you know, they have these drawings on the UFO walls of, of possibly like people or, holding cell phones and stuff like that. So okay, maybe yeah. they're seeing future stuff. 
but okay, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like nowadays, we're not seeing these, are we? Maybe that's what we're we're considering as as UFOs or something. Is we're seeing ghosts of the future. Possibly, yeah. And here's another one that I want to add to that is, um, in um, I was uh, living, um, I had was like share, house sharing this house and. Um, the room, my room was the most active place I've ever been. And, uh, I think that the sons that had lived there, I think they had used the Ouija board. I think that there was a portal in my room and, uh, an exit and an entrance and I would see things in there. I, I felt the most EBGB feeling in that room. And then I also had one of the most amazing, wonderful experiences in this room. And so I was on this episode called Stalked by a Ghost. And I talk about this, this kind of stuff. But the thing I want to tell you is that I, I same thing. I was sleeping. I, I wake up and I look over and there's a guy standing in my room, like this good looking guy. Um, <laughs> and he was probably like in his mid, mid, mid to later 30s. And he was wearing um, like a button down shirt and, um, and shorts. Like, like I, I imagine like what you would wear if you're about to go to like a, a nice outdoor get together at like a barbecue or a pool party or something like that. And he was looking at me and I was looking at him and I was amazed at this. It was a good feeling that came from him, but there was something that, that I felt was something unique about him that I was, tr that I was trying to understand why was he there like it was it was as if he came to visit with me for some reason and so over the years as i've wanted to understand this and hear different people's possibilities of things um last year i i was able to talk to a woman who was able to connect with this man and he is a um a soulmate and he was coming to check in on me. And he was um, startled that I was able to see him. Hmm. So in his moments of him, the way he was looking at me and I was looking at him, he was taken aback a little bit because he wasn't expecting me to be able to see him. And so I learned a lot about this man. Like I'd been wanting to know who is he, who is he, who is he? And like, I was right. He was about to go to a pool party. Like <laughs> he was like, he was like, isn't it, whatever. I don't know, like the way that works. I don't have all the answers, right? Like, you know, but so I was, it, it gave me some answers of that, you know, some also some verification or, or, or confirming like of me thinking I'm like just pulling out of the air, like he looked like he was about to go to a pool party or a barbecue and he was. <laughs> So anyway, so, so there is some, there's just different things that, that are going on that, that, you know, there isn't just earthbound spirits. There isn't just, you know, there's these, these different, different things that, that are going on. And I've been, you know, gaining knowledge is learning as much as I can throughout the year. So, cause it's so fascinating. When you were talking about that, I started thinking, you know, um, so if you, if you can raise your vibration and like go on like astral projection journeys and stuff or remote view in that, if the okay. person that you're remote viewing or uh, astral projecting to see, if they're mm -hmm. at a similar 
um, vibrational level as you, it's possible okay. that you could see them and yes. you're, you're um, I, interpreting possible. these yeah. as ghosts when really it's somebody that's actually yeah. watching you. know what? You. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that because that's what I thought at first. I thought it was possible that it was uh, someone that I know that had died. Um, I thought it was because po- uh, this person came to visit me a week before this other person died. So I thought maybe this guy was astral projecting to me. Yeah, because he wanted to see me. But he didn't look at all like this other guy. But, you know, I was trying to put it together. Yeah, I was trying to make sense. Well, maybe he decided to project himself looking like that, whatever. But like, and so I talked to this woman to, and told her all these things. And she's like, no, it wasn't it wasn't him. It wasn't Dave. This is this other person. And he's been with you for many, like you guys have been together many lifetimes and you check in on each other and this sort of thing. So in, in this instance, yeah, I got to learn from her that no, it wasn't Dave astral projecting, but yeah, that is what I was wondering at first. Yes. And maybe, I have. Maybe the uh, little boy that came to check on you was him as a younger self. I think it was a completely different, just completely different people. I don't think it had, I don't think there was a correlation between those two at all, but um, you know, it's definitely like definitely done my thinking about all this stuff too, for sure. (laughs) You know, like, you know, the, the interest in all this. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty neat how, how these things come together. Very cool. Um, Well, we're almost out of time. Um, I do want to touch on one more thing. You have had a uh, UFO encounter. Yes. Okay. I, I would like to hear that yet. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so the, I, after I had this experience, I started really, really looking at the sky. Let me tell you even more. Yeah. You know, I grew up staring at the stars ever since I was a kid. When you go out camping and you're, I love the night sky. I've seen some amazing celestial things, uh, shooting stars and interesting, like sparkler looking things coming out of the air you know, meteorites, all that stuff. Um, so it wasn't like, you know, the first time me staring up at the sky, but so um, it was in um, 86 or 87. And there is actually um, a newspaper article about what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so it was on a Tuesday and I was, um, my boyfriend was, we're getting, he was getting ready to drive me home. It was about 10 at night. And so he pulls backwards out of the driveway. We were in a, we were in a um, suburbs, not far from like the neighborhood over, over from where I grew up in Saratoga. And so he starts down the street and, you know, he was going slow. He was going like five, 10 miles per hour passing by houses on each side. And all of a sudden I happened to notice um, up in the sky um, through the windshield that there is a hovering craft like above a pine tree. Okay. Um, you know how in the, um, like, let's say a neighborhood, um, helicopter, like a low flying helicopter, like a news helicopter, just flying by, just checking out the neighborhood. They can be Mm -hmm. flying pretty low. Okay. So it was that height. So let's say a pine tree and then a half. So 
So it was pretty low in the sky. Okay. I'm not talking about, I just saw light and that was it. Mm -hmm. It was like right there. It was above these houses just hovering. And I'm like, Oh my God, what's that? (laughs) And he looks and he wanted to drive closer. (laughs) And I'm like, don't get closer. You know, imagining a beam was going to come down and, you know, I don't know, like it's hard to wrap the mind around. Like Mm -hmm. when you're, you know, all you've known about this is it's on in the movies. And then all of a sudden you're witnessing it with your own eyes. It's just a trip. So he's like, I just want to like drive past so I can try to see the other angle. I'm like, okay, I get you. Okay. So it was like, I'm going to say round, a round object, bigger a little bigger than, let's say... Um, when, when you say round, do you mean round like a sphere, like a ball? Yes. Or round like a disc? A ball. ball. Good okay. question. Mm-hmm. Good question. Um, like a ball. Like a big ball in the sky that was the size of a helicopter, I guess. I'm as best I can to describe the, 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 the shape and the size. And it was like... I don't know if the outside of it was spinning or if it was just these lights on it that were spinning or if it was that they were just changing color as it would go around the, the, the perimeter of the circular object, you know, it's like red and blue or whatever. Okay. And so it was literally like hovering, like where you could see it sort of like moving slightly. Um, and then it sort of shifted from, being above this one house to sort of moving like a house or two down. And at some point, a helicopter did fly near it. Okay. So someone was in that helicopter, I'm guessing, unless these were two remote controlled things. I don't know. You know, I'm not saying it couldn't have been just government stuff. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Okay, so it's hovering. We sat there watching and watching. And I don't know how much time went by. I'm going to say about 20 minutes. I'm not sure. And then all of a sudden, here it was hovering in the same spot. It shot from zero to like a thousand in a second across the sky, like like Star Trek, just And I was watching it go. I could see it moving through the sky at a zillion miles per hour through the sky and then was gone. I was like, oh, my God, what the hell was that? (laughs) So we were blown away, okay, because he was with me during that experience. And he was also with me through some, you know, spirit experiences in his house. So we got to have a couple experiences together. So his mom, we told his mom about it. And she showed us the news article. It was in the newspaper the next day. It it said, light above Saratoga returns. And then the the beginning of the article was like, second Tuesday in a row, um, this light above Saratoga was seen. No one knows who it, you know, Moffitt Field doesn't know anything. Um, San Jose Airport doesn't know anything. Um, You know, this this type of, you know, talk. Um, And then it had somehow whoever this... uh, person who who wrote it who wrote this article um interviewed some different people and he in the person interviewed a, a student at the local college that she saw the light and she went out of her class to go 
use the bathroom or whatever. And she ended up laying down on the grass to watch this thing for the forever long she saw, saw it. So other people saw it. And then I've learned since that that area is a lot of people have seen UFOs, like big ones, multiple ones. There's a, there's a, inter, there's a site you can go on and report your sighting in this area. So, so that was like a big experience for me, you know, up close. Um, I'm going to tell you in, um, when I was in Montana in um, 2020, there was a night where I had heard that they were that they had launched a lot of satellites at once. I had heard about that from um, some people that were staying at the RV park that I was at. So I happened to see them. I happened to see like a bunch of satellites just together. And I was like, and it kind of annoyed me. I'm like, oh my God, what? Now there's the, 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 the sky is just going to be filled with satellites, you know? So then a little later in the night, and this is like, I'm telling you, it's, it's hard for me to um, wrap my mind around what I saw. Okay. But this is what I saw. I happened to look up in the sky um, in an area that is above this mountain range. And for just a flash, you know, I don't know if you've seen, like when you're watching a satellite, you can see it for a minute, like, or a second, because it's like the reflection off of light and then you don't see it anymore. Do you know what I'm talking about? Kind of, yeah. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden I saw this craft, this, um, I don't know, something in the sky that was beyond a size that I, I, I can really comprehend. It was huge. It was like seeing something in the movies, you know, like where I, I, and I really could only see the outline of it. And it was like, not round. It wasn't um, sphere. It was more like a kind of rectangular, um, long, but also wide, but not completely um, geometrically patterned. Like a, there was a sort of a, a shape that didn't have exact sides and um i don't know how else to explain it, it, it I, I my eyes I, I was like wow that's just too much what did i just see <laughs> mm -hmm. so that's you know but there's that seeing something in the sky okay and i've talked to wendy garrett she she has a lot of experiences with like et stuff and She's very into that, interviews a lot of people who have their own experiences. She has her experiences, what she calls the, the night lights, where the lights will, you know, with a, with a night light or different lights will flicker and, like, communicate with her. And she's been um, interacted with, with when they'll come into her room. And, you know, other people have had experiences like that. Um, so I had an experience where I, I, op I woke up in the middle of the night and... I've had it many times where I will see an object, um, a, a, a floating something or, or, you know, something that I'm seeing and then it'll kind of dissipate and go away. So this night I saw, it looked like a laser beam pointed at me from the door. <laughs> like there was like, it was on a tripod and it had like this, 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 um, apparatus like a laser beam thing, like machine thing pointed at me. And I was like, what the heck? 
and then it disappeared. And I, my eyes are open. I'm not sleeping. I'm awake. And then um, later in the night, I open my eyes in the middle of the night and I look up and there's a giant orb like the size of a, um, a, a volleyball. And it, it's like, I don't remember if it was like an orange color. And it moved from um, like, horiz- like, a, like um, horizontally from, you know, behind me to in front of me. And then I fell back to sleep. And then I opened my eyes again a little later. And then there's a different, this giant orb the size of a volleyball, like a different color. And it moved from like left to right. So I talked to her. She thinks it's possible that they're doing their own way of communicating with me or, or, or checking me out or who knows. So that's really, those are, you know, some of my experiences where, and then I, you know, after I noticed this UFO um, and I, you know, you know, for years after I could be outside and I will notice farther up where you only see like a light and there's no sound and it's traveling in a different speed than the, 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 the aircraft that's, you know, uh, uh, you know, the flight patterns in the, that are from the San Jose airport or the San Francisco airport. And, um, and one time I saw like two, whatever objects, crafts flying next to each other with just this one light and there it's no sound. And then they start kind of moving apart from each other in the sky. So I've seen things like that. And one time I was with my dad, I'm like, dad, look, we were walking the dog outside and I, and, and it was this light where it was high enough, but not like a satellite lower than a satellite, lower than a jet airplane, but not as, not as low as a helicopter. Um, and I'm like, look down. And it's like, he looked up and he just wouldn't participate with me. <laughs> he just looked down and just went about his life. I don't see that. <laughs> you know? I'm like, okay, whatever. But he knows, he knows me. He's, he's had, I've had so many experiences in my life that he actually is the one that told me about this casting call for this like reality show back in 2013 of where they were looking for people who've had a lot of, you know, specific type of ghost experiences or spirit experiences. I couldn't believe it that he was um, like kind of acknowledging my connection with the paranormal in that way. So he knows I have experiences at least. Some people just don't want to admit their experiences. You know, like I, I come across a lot this people they come up to you and they go, you believe in ghosts? Yeah, yeah, I, I research them and stuff. And, it's you know, more and than belief. It's a knowing. Yep. Right. And then they go, well, I don't believe in any of that stuff, that paranormal stuff. But I was out hunting in the woods this one time and there was this bear walking by on two. Oh, really? A bear? Yeah. <laughs> But you yeah. don't believe in ghosts. No, there's oh no my such God. thing as ghosts. There's no such thing as Bigfoot either. But this one time, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Everybody's got stories. They just that's don't, so they weird. Don't want to talk about them. Well, you know what? That's kind of like what I know that my uh, evolvement with realizing what I saw. Because, you know, we are we are trained and programmed things since we were little. This is what reality is and the, and the other stuff isn't. It's make-believe. And so when you see something, it sometimes takes your mind a time to, to, to really realize what you saw. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, it happens a lot. I think, mm-hmm. you know, you're just, you know, you hear people, Oh, it's just my imagination. You, you know, and it's like your imagination doesn't work that way. 
it's not how your imagination works. It's like you saw that with your own eyes. You did for real. It really happened. And, you know, with my realizing that I saw a partially manifested um, Bigfoot, you know, it is true. Uh, it happened. Um, and I, re- I feel that it was, he was, it was done in a way to, to be gentle with me. Like, I don't want to freak you out, but <laughs> when I think about it, the size of this being giant, a ginormous figure that, but so it, it, it's given me time to process over the years these experiences you know so yeah that guy just isn't ready yet mm-hmm. to but why would he even mention it you know what i mean like why would he even bring it up yep it's like a, there's a part of him that that does want to believe verification yeah. through uh just kind of maybe what what do you what do you yeah. think this was? yeah oh, okay well, we're good yeah ah yeah you never know i like, want the truth but away. i'm not ready for it kind of like you said yeah 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 Pretty neat, fun mm-hmm. stuff. Cool. Thanks so, for talking about with me. This has been fun. Definitely, yeah. You too. Um, so you do you do energy work and stuff and, and remote healing and that. If uh, somebody wanted to get a hold of you, um, yes. for for your help or just to talk more about you, how could someone reach you? Yep. So I would say um, to email me at excellenttrisha at gmail and that's excellent e x c e l l e n t t r i cia at gmail.com so email me you can also find me on facebook um trisha brown free spirit that's like how it'll pull my name up and my picture right now is it says something like um i'm having a a rainbows and unicorns kind of day because i'm (laughs) i'm I'm like the rainbows and unicorns person i'd rather be let's all just talk about rainbows and unicorns you know let's all be happy you know like um so um yeah i mean this type of work is is uh, something that I've been um, um, perfecting, perfecting, uh, practicing, uh, developing the abilities of this. It's a combination of uh, distance healing with um, color and sound therapy. So I, what I do is I I can be in wherever I am in my room in my space, and the person is literally in their own house, in whatever state or country that they are in, laying down, listening to some peaceful music and just receiving. And they breathe and relax and just allow the healing. And I, what I do, how it started off is um, I started asking people who are already energy workers, mediums, um, Reiki people, um, anyone. <laughs> that understands this work um, or has there has been having their own experiences forever. Let me do this on you. And then you give me feedback. And they, every single person has been like, Oh yeah, I felt it. These are my experiences. And then it's not just about the point. Isn't just about feeling it. It's about that. These energy shifts happen like trapped energy, um, old memories, um, not fun um, experiences, uh, not fun thoughts are trapped in your body. Or if you want um, movement in your life, like you're like, I really want um, for my business to, you know, improve, you know, so it's a combination of like, 
doing the work, you know, like, what do you want done? You know, what do you want? What's the intention that you would like for this session? And then we talk about it. And so, um, I mean, this is where, you know, when somebody is interested in this, they would call me and we would talk about it so that they completely understand what's going on, what this is about. And then I say, okay, we're going to set up a time. You're going to, you know, make sure that you have about an hour and a half um, of un uninterrupted time where no one's going to be distracting you, that you can just super focus and, you know, absorb this. And I can, we can have a conversation afterwards when it's about 45 minutes, the session. I use tuning forks to, to reharmonize each chakra, the seven chakras in the body. And I'm also toning with my voice, the, um, like um, A, E, I, um, and then I, and these different you know, raw and ah, you know, these different tones that correspond to the areas of the body, of the energy centers. And then I use this, what's called a pomander spray, which is a um, very special, um, I don't want to say concoction or tincture or, you know, the properties of these each individual sprays. I spray it in my hand and then I, I breathe it into my own aura. And I've also done some sort of pre-calling in the energies, archangel energy and different um, very high um, beings of the light will come in and also their spirit guides their help helpers will be there on with them too and then i'm i the energy comes through me and is goes out my hands the color to the specific areas of the body that i know to go to that i'm intuiting to go to because of what they are telling me is going on in their body sometimes it's physical problems um, and then also my background with in my spiritual study school realizing i i can see it i can see into the body I can visualize the body. I can visualize like in the old days when we would watch, you know, at school, the movie strips of watching cells divide and watching the blood flow through the body. I, I can visualize this stuff. So I teach people this stuff too. Like you can help your own body by visualizing that you have pink tissue and that your heart is pumping right. And you're, you're talking to your organs and this kind of thing. So I take notes while I'm doing this, like I will be guided, you know, focus the energy here. And so what I do is they, they'll be in their house laying on their bed or wherever they want to lay down and just be relaxing and breathing. And I imagine that I'm in front of them doing this work because I started off learning to do it literally in front of a person, you know, right there on a massage table. But I was like, I bet that a person could have an, a better experience without having to listen to me going, ee, you know, in the air. Because they're like, what, are you, what is she doing, right? So they don't have to hear any of that stuff. So I can, let's say if they say, you know, women's um, reproductive things, right? But I'm like, okay, well, that's the spleen chakra area. So I'm not only going to put my hand on top of their body around where their that area is, I'm also going to be able to put my hand under their body because I'm going to, I imagine that they're hovering in midair in front of me. So I could literally be anywhere and use the space as my, as my, um, my doing my session. Like if you're imagining having your own time in a massage room, it's a very sacred space. 
I tell people to wear either white or light clothes. I wear white or light clothes. I make sure that I'm in a good space before I start. So 45 minutes, I pick up whatever I pick up, good stuff, things to help them in their lives and part of what's going on. And then I call them and I say, you know, set your alarm because if you fall asleep, I want you to be able to hear me when I call you, but I want you to turn your everything down because I don't want somebody chiming you or the phone to ring or whatever. And then I ask for their feedback. And so I have gone from just working on people who already know what I'm talking about to people that want help that are open for it and then teaching them what I'm doing, understanding that you have to change what you're thinking. You have to change your beliefs. Like you need some new beliefs. Sometimes you need to be thinking better thoughts, more positive thoughts, helping yourself to be in a you know better um, vibration. So energy will leave the body in different areas of the body. Um, and then I say, I want you to take notes. I want you to not just, this isn't a, a, a circus act, you know, <laughs> this is real. And I, I want you to monitor. I want you to document your journey from day one of this moment here and, and pay attention to your life transpiring in the direction of what you're wanting with this. So it's deep work. It's really deep soul work. And that's, you know, so if you like, if you want to be people, you know, I, I can laugh and joke and have fun, but like, this is important stuff. Like, you know, and so part of it, when you, when you, you, you listen to other people, you know, other shamans or other um, energy um, people, energy medicine people or people that are helping others, they will say, don't, don't really tell people, don't tell anyone this, that people who don't believe, because they will try to talk you out of it. And then it could like make you start doubting it. And then you can just bring the energy right back. And then you also have to teach them like, maybe I'm not going to tell you um, what I, what I picked up on because I don't want you to know, because I don't want you to be all in your head about it. And then you bring it right back. So you're releasing just, you know, let the, I call it like a carbonation bubble, you know, an emotion will come up. Good. It's ready to go. Let it, you know, you all of a sudden feel sad or you feel angry. That's just that it's, it's like you take a, um, a spoon and you're, and you're stirring the, the bottom of the stuff that's, you know, the, the bottom of a bucket, right? Like all the leaves and the dirt down at the bottom. And then you start churning it, it's going to, all that stuff's going to come up. Mm -hmm. So you just got to let it go. <laughs> let it leave. I don't know why I'm, I'm angry about this. And I, well, it's just, a, it doesn't make, it doesn't, it's not attached to anything. It's just, it's just ready to leave. So you're letting it leave your body and then it can um, transmute, you know, into the light and be freed. So that's kind of the gist. <laughs> hopefully that makes sense if you have oh, more yeah. questions you know please have you know feel free to um have whoever's interested we can talk more about it and um my schedule is is uh starting to actually have um some where i have to we have we have to like really look at the calendar mm -hmm. and um pick 
times to do this because you know i have stuff going on (laughs) sounds good well we'll definitely put all that information in the show notes and uh you said that you had a website coming soon possibly too so forward me that and we'll add that and get that out for everyone so thanks Mm -hmm. yep and uh, we'll also put your uh, youtube where you got more stories on there for everyone to check out perfect uh, i really appreciate you taking the time and and chatting with us today thank you Mm I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. and uh, You too. Hopefully we, we get a chance to hook up and uh, talk again sometime. Yes, and I'll, I'll contact you about maybe coming to visit Wisconsin. That Definitely. sounds like a neat Love place. Love to do that. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank all right. you very much. And uh, for all of our listeners, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Whispers from the Dark. To find out more about cryptids, anomalies, and the paranormal society, visit us at our website at wisconsincaps.com. That's wisconsincaps.com. There you can find links to all of our social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and our Patreon. You will see links to our online store as well, where you can get t-shirts, DVDs, and more. If you click on the public events page, you can find out where you can meet us in person and all the public events we have coming up. If you enjoy our podcasts or our YouTube shows, please consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Wisconsin Caps. There you can find behind-the-scenes pictures and videos from all of our media, as well as bonus footage and evidence that we have collected. If you have encountered something you can't explain, we want to hear from you. Visit our website and click on Submit a Report on our main screen. You can choose to leave your contact information or simply remain anonymous. You can also reach us via email at wisconsincaps at gmail.com. If you would like to be a guest on our show, please contact us on our Whispers from the Dark podcast page on Facebook, or send us an email at wisconsincaps.com. Remember to like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen or watch or find us.